Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. There's this place, Cowgirl Coffee, on Decatur and uh, <laughs> DI or something. Oh, yeah. Cowgirl. Cowgirl Coffee? It's a little thing, yeah. A cart? It's like a cart, not like Dutch Brothers, what you tell me, Doug. I can't use an example, something I don't know. What a Brothers bet. and sisters, welcome to Penn Sunday School, starring Penn Gillette. My name is Michael Ludo, Matt Donnelly, Penn and I are broadcasting from the show creator studios in Las Vegas. In this week's news, John Davidson did a show in Penn's living room. Penn attended a local production of the only musical he's ever cared about, Assassins, and he tried to do magic for six great days all over 200 pounds. <laughs> Not Vigo Mortensen or Brigitte Nielsen, the dogs. Here he is preaching love, Mr. Penn Gillette. Woo! Woo! Love. I'm, you know, my, my weight is down. Good. And I slept well, <laughs> and I'm eating perfectly. Wow. So life I'm doing is, life well. Life is great. Life is, it's amazing how much my um, my 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 diet my sleep mm-hmm. affect the whole day that's what? like everything it's true it for is everybody though, right thing oh i guess so yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm following that springsteen thing something like a pretty girl on a hot summer night that gets this boy excited <laughs> wonder what that is bruce boy are you crazy it's not like bruce is singing boy do i get hard to put a firecracker in a frog's ass to throw him into the river <laughs> not saying that no something not a pretty girl on a hot summer night gets this boy excited this boy yeah it's, it's strange because the other one should fill more stadiums than <laughs> yeah, it should. It should. very very few people taking that stance though. no but it's amazing how much we we can learn something yeah a guy who stands on stage and goes, you know what gets me off? Yeah. Putting a firecracker in a frog's ass, throw him into a brook. Bruce! <laughs> Bruce! <laughs> the girls waiting with, like, uh, frogs in a bag. Yeah. Go backstage. <laughs> My sister has the firecrackers. <laughs> Got a match, sailor? Um, yeah. Wouldn't want to be... Um, that's no, but that's what you know. I, it's crazy how much we take for granted. Like we, you, I, I forget this all the time. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I get, I get back on track. I'm like, oh wow, I'm sleeping a lot better than I have energy. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, why don't I ever remember this? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's I guess really- it doesn't help memory. Maybe that's. It. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get ginkgo biloba or whatever. Remember, we thought that was <laughs> forever. We just thought ginkgo meant memory. They were successful marketing that in the in the '90s, and I feel like that's not true anymore. Ginkgo doesn't mean memory. I don't know. Do you, I don't see it marketed in everything anymore. Do you? I don't think it works in any way whatsoever. Oh, it of course has. it never. No, no, I know. <laughs> oh, sorry. I want to be clear. I never thought it okay. was true. Okay. Never thought it was true. But at some point, all of a sudden, ginkgo biloba or whatever it's called, right. was in every drink and yeah. responsible for improving memory. Now it's like the uh, the marijuana juice. Oh yeah, yeah, CD, yeah. CD oil. CD something oil. CD. CD what is it? <laughs> I don't know. I is don't it CD, CDB? CDB. No, no, no. CBD? But hemp, hemp oil. CBD. They're putting. Sedum. There was an article. Deep, deep, deep. They put <laughs> it. All books. They put it in everything. Yeah. And then they just say it helps. Well, you know, it's the same as if something causes everything, it causes nothing. 
And if it fixes everything, it fixes nothing. It yeah. does like headaches, body aches, depression, lack of sleep. CBD. 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 <laughs> it's the sound. That's the sound a frog makes. <laughs> CBD. CBD. Boom. Boom. You know, when I was growing up in Jersey, we used to go down to the uh, gas station, Ducky Slattery Sinclair Station. We'd find ourselves some big fat bullfrogs. Y'all do that? I gotta tell you, I like a good night. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I like to feel good and rested. <laughs> what kind of creep are you? Well, let me tell you what to do with these frogs. <laughs> <laughs> CBD oil, yeah, it cures everything. Everything. CBD oil. And it's not regulated, and there's no dosage. And they did a study. So they reported a study in the yeah. Times where 80% of the stuff that has it in it doesn't have no it. No C, D, or B. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, it's the same as, you know, when, when, when they sell. Well, they sell E, you know, yeah. e on the uh, on the street. They you know they did a thing on HBO that a friend of mine did, uh, documentary, and they brought chemists in, and the E they're selling is not E. I mean, oh. a very small amount of it is E. Ecstasy, like twenty, yeah, twenty yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah, we people on the street Sorry. <laughs> call it E. Yeah, we, yeah, we people on the street. So um, I'm doing this bit in the show, correlation mm. sticks. Yes, where I talk about David Hume and. Uh, uh, Post hoc ergo propter hoc. Uh, I talk about that Latin uh, name for the fallacy, and I do this stupid magic trick and with a lot of highfalutin patter, which you know is what I like to do. Yes, and no one else likes it, but they all let me do it because <laughs> they like other stuff I do. <laughs> right, which is what I the, think you're of, the boss. I don't know if you knew this. No, they don't no, even have to pretend to like it. No, they but, just have to do it. No, but I mean the audience. <laughs> oh, the audience. The audience goes well. Was all right, I guess he does other stuff we like. They can't all be gems, but I like the cut of that guy's jib. Exactly. That's yeah. what they all say together. <laughs> you don't even know what a jib is. That's true also. <laughs> but you know what? Neither does the audience. Okay. But they say it because they like other parts of that sentence. I always, actually always interpret that as I like that person's jawline. That's what uh -huh. I'm thinking every uh, time okay. I say yeah, it. Yeah. You like, your, jib. You like right. my jawline? I like your jawline. <laughs> uh, a good guy. So after the show. This uh, woman uh, who you could tell, I mean, you could have drawn her on a cocktail napkin when I tell this story. She had um, uh, kind of dyed magenta hair, but not aggressive dyed magenta hair. But Washed. Serious. Washed properly. Serious. Um, uh, I'm a serious scholar. Magenta hair oh. and long on one side and straight and almost shaved on the other. You know, mm -hmm. you know how that is with either the side of the hair Asymmetric. that way. Oh, yes. And she was dressed in what color? Black. Mm. <laughs> and she came up to me and said that, um, did I have the text for Correlation Sticks published because she teaches a course mm -hmm. at, a, at, a, at a college on, uh, I guess, uh, post hoc ergo propter hoc or, and other mm -hmm. other hits. <laughs> and uh, she wanted it. And I said, well, it'll, it'll be on Fool Us this year. You can see it there. And then she said, oh, thanks. I really want to have all that text. I love I love that bit in the David Hume stuff and everything else. And as she was walking away, I said to her, make sure to catch Chris Angel's thing on Spinoza. <laughs> And she said, okay, okay, Chris Angel, and started walking away. Then I had to chase her. <laughs> no, Chris, Chris Angel does it too, I think, on Spinoza. He does not. He does not. He, he does. He does not do that. Don't. Don't go. Don't go with that in mind. If you're going to go see Chris Angel, which you can, don't go expecting Spinoza. I'm just telling you, you will be sorely disappointed. You know, when I'm thinking about how people need to, like, you know, uh, uh, think about enlightenment and, like, maybe, like, modern biblical criticism. <laughs> hey. Get on your feet! Get on your feet! Get Stand up! You choose a card. <laughs> That's my best and worst Chris Angel. Yeah, it's good. It's Thanks. Good. But you have to always have stand up. Stand up! You always yell stand up. Random time, middle of the trick. So I'm going to, um, I'll take this bottle over here and put this bottle. Stand up, everybody! <laughs> like, not the right time. <laughs> He's started as a singer, so I guess it's like more appropriate of a singer behavior. I think you can, I think mus musicians can demand that I think stand. it's more appropriate of someone with bad breathing. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Stand up, everybody. No, we're sitting comfortably. Shut up. <laughs> Worst barbecue host ever. <laughs> Everybody's got their lemonade. He's working the grill. Stand and up. They got they got also the low kind of patio chairs. No, I, it's hard to I get really, up out of this chair. I'm at a I'm at a picnic table. Yeah, I'm at the children's bag. picnic table. <laughs> I'm at a bean bag. Stop it! Come on, over. cut it out, Chris. And get on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you a are you an entertainer or are you a drill sergeant? <laughs> Please make up your mind. And if you are a drill sergeant, don't prance around like that. <laughs> You can't both prance and tell us to get on our feet. Stop. <laughs> so I did not want to spread false information about uh, about uh, Chris. So Angel. you stopped her. I stopped her, and she would have been so angry with you had she gone to see his show. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, the transference of anger. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Maybe he didn't do that bit tonight. Yeah, you could have just said that. I could, yes, uh, <laughs> if you're lucky. Go tomorrow night. <laughs> now we're talking good. I hear he now does. Now you're getting funny. I hear, I hear he does it on Tuesday. <laughs> Go see it again. Go see again the, the video of women being thrown into chipper shredders. Don't miss that. And then at the end, he'll do the Spinoza bit. Don't. <laughs> Did he do? Did he do the start? You didn't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> he must have done. Well, he was on his Bertrand Russell thing, right? Was that yeah. what he's doing? Yeah, that's what he was doing. He, he did that doing, instead. He wasn't doing that either. Huh. <laughs> what was he doing? <laughs> what was he doing? So, um, if you'd have said this sentence to me, okay, uh, thirty years ago, forty years ago, any fifty years ago, any time in my life, really, any time in my life. If you had said to me, you know, Penn, John Davidson is going to be doing a show in your living room. <laughs> I could have said, I would have said to you back, all I can think of when you say those words is John Davidson, you know, the entertainer and living room, a place that I own near where I sleep. And they'd say, yeah. And I go, what? Now, John Davidson, um, is 77 years old, and he'll tell you he's 77 years old. And John Davidson was the host of That's Incredible. Yes. He was the host of the Hollywood Squares. He started out in Oklahoma. And Matt Donnelly, do you know who guest hosted The Tonight Show the most times? Uh, I think John Davidson. Yes. Okay. 70-something times. If you, were, I, if you were setting me up for that, that would have been really weird. 72. <laughs> 72 times. Wow. I think that's the number, but it probably isn't. He hosted the guest host of The Tonight Show. And uh, he, when Caesar's Palace opened, opened, their uh, their act in uh, the Circus Maximus. Yes, Circus Maximus. Was, um, was uh, a, uh, a double bill. Not opening act and, and closer, but double bill, Jack Benny, John Davidson. Wow. Was Matt supposed to guess something else? No. Okay. It was all, that wasn't exactly the way I, I wanted to. I you, like I didn't assess that as a co-host. I didn't assess that I was maybe supposed to do the wrong answer, set the right answer. I assessed that. Well, okay. Well, let's try it both ways. Let's try Joan Rivers. So, who do you think uh, guest hosted the Tonight Show most? Joan Rivers. No, you'd think that. You'd absolutely <laughs> think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, you think of guest hosting the Tonight Show as Joan Rivers. Yeah. It's actually John Davidson. Oh. Isn't Red, that something? Like that right. Better? That does sound better. Yeah, it is. <laughs> let's ask the Twitch audience. They could, they could vote for the final edit. <laughs> and we'll just edit it in. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joan Rivers did it 71 times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then Joan Rivers broke his heart by moving over to her yeah. own show. The first voice ever heard on Fox Network. The first first voice heard on Fox Network. Do you know that? Matt Donnelly. <laughs> what was the first voice heard on, on Fox Network? Oh, no. Joan Rivers. Not Fox News. Yeah. Joan uh, Oh, so I got to change my answer then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joan Rivers is close enough. Okay. It was the Joan Rivers show, which is you also knew. Yes. First show on Fox Network was the Joan Rivers show. Famously that made her dead to Johnny Carson. Made her dead to Johnny Carson. Joan yeah. Rivers. And you know the first voice? Her announcer. <laughs> Remember who her announcer was? John Davids. Very close. Clint Holmes. Oh. oh, who was also at my house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Along, Thanksgiving dinner with Clint Holmes every al year, <laughs> along along with Susan Anton. We're gonna do this amazing, uh, really avant-garde episode today. We're slowly <laughs> gonna create all of these trivia trees that all lead to your <laughs> living room. 
<laughs> um, we had in my living room. Yeah. Susan Anton. Yeah. Clint Holmes. Yeah. John Davidson. It was backstage of the Merv Griffin Show, nineteen seventy. <laughs> this is a, quite a collection. It was. It was great. They were yeah. all there. We were all chatting all together, all of us. Yeah. Now John Davidson is the son of a preacher, mm-hmm. son of a Baptist preacher in uh, in Massachusetts, uh, more eastern. The only one who could ever reach you was that him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only one who could yeah ever teach me was the son yeah. of a preacher man, huh? and he was, and he was, and he was, and. Um, John Davidson, as I think we all know, because we talked about it a lot on this show, uh, came out as an atheist um, in one of the funniest coming out videos ever where he goes, I looked like a Christian and no one ever asked me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no one could look more clean cut Christian Mm. than John Davidson, atheist. He has a degree in philosophy and religion from college. Right. Spinoza, he'll be in the Chris Angel show. <laughs> yeah. spot. He, we're not using the French close-up magician tonight. We're using John Davidson talking about Spinoza. <laughs> One woman, magenta hair. She, <laughs> Get on your feet. Stand up. <laughs> Stand up. No, we're going to listen about Spinoza? Okay. <laughs> well, that was Porky Pig's original thing. Spinoza. So um, John Davidson... Uh, at the Reason Rally at the mall in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Remember when people wanted to go to Washington, yeah. D.C.? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, both John Davidson and I played guitars out there. And John, I did, I, did a, I did a song, and so did John Davidson. And we were also backstage talking. It got to be a little friendly. So um, AFAN, um, uh, Aid for AIDS Nevada. Is that right? Yeah. AFAN, yeah. Which is the organization that Teller and I have been working with mm-hmm. for 18 years, 19 years, a bunch of years. And uh, we do the, 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 the walk every year and um, raise a lot of money for them. And who now, uh, you know who president of AFAN is? Joe Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Glenn, Glenn Ally. Glenn, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, Does he's, that bother you that he's taking another big thing? He, uh, he asked us for permission. And we granted it. Okay. Um, so now he has to negotiate with himself because Penn and Teller are the ones that do the. <laughs> oh, hilarious. It just, yeah. it just makes it easier. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> For everyone but you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they do, a fan does, which I guess we could say we or they. Mm-hmm. Glenn does these concerts. And he had uh, Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis. And he had uh, Florence Henderson. And they at the Smith Center or someplace. And then he found out that John Davidson does living room concerts, right? Which people do now. They do yeah, living yeah, room yeah. concerts. And, um, it's one of the coolest, I think, side effects of social media. Yeah. So uh, Glenn asked uh, asked us if we'd let him do a living room concert in our, our house. And we had like uh, uh, 80 people, something like that, and like 100 bucks a piece. And then Glenn... Paid for everything. He paid to fly John Davidson out. He paid all those expenses. He paid for the sound system, which didn't work. He paid for, um, <laughs> like, desserts and stuff. Maybe we paid for something. Maybe not. I don't know. I think it was mostly Glenn. Uh, I don't pay attention. And there had to be, like, uh, parking and stuff. And it was fancy-ass. Wow. And my house was fancy-ass. I mean, there were gold forks. They were plastic, but they were gold-colored. <laughs> yeah. Gold-colored forks. And um, John Davidson is... Vegas um, in a nutshell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, John Davidson is um, crazier than a shithouse rat. <laughs> uh, there doesn't seem to be anything left sane about John Davidson. <laughs> he has lost his mind. Um, he is at the stage where um, he has no more fucks to give. <laughs> he was, um, he was, you know, a cute heartthrob mm-hmm. that everybody liked. And now he stands on stage and just goes, oh, I used to be so fucking cute. <laughs> I was so fucking cute. Look at me now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> He's still a handsome fella. Very handsome. Very handsome. And he writes songs about being in the 70s, and he writes songs about Trump. That's and when you find is... out how attractive you are, is how many people want to listen to your original songs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Maybe that's where he's he's got that monitor going. Well, first of all, he is um, an amazingly good singer. 
I mean, his intonation is great. Mm-hmm. The range is great. Still today. And he plays like a one-man band thing. He brings, I always wondered why musicians didn't do this. Um, he has, Ready Rich will know what this is. What do you call a uh, synth drum pedal? Like from a, from a, you know, the drums that aren't drums, that are electronic drums, just the bass pedal? Just a kick pad? Yeah. A kick pad? Good. Um, <laughs> and he plays it backwards. He plays it with his heel. He has a kick pad on his heel. And then he has a tambourine on his left foot. Wow. And then he has a guitar and a mic. And he does, uh, you know, 90 minutes. And we went on uh, Fox 5. Uh, there was a young interviewer. The two people that usually interview me on Fox 5 were um, were out of town or something on a junket. So this young woman, Elise, I think, or something, she was uh, there to interview. I sort of, so I'm sorry. I thought someone was impersonating your wife on the message board. Uh-huh. It seems like it is your wife on the message board. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you tell me it says they were not plastic. Okay. Uh, no, I did all the catering. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we have these corrections in real time. And she has included a link to find the place where she got the forks. Okay. What were they made of then? Titanium? I gotta figure out because it's hard. They weren't gold. (laughs) We did not pay for gold forks, right? Are even gold forks practical? As far as you know. All caps, yes, it is me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I believe that is the case. Okay. Well, let's let's get on with the story. They're made made of metal. I don't think your wife wants us to. Okay. Okay. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. They're some kind of metal. Look goldish looking. Metal. Painted with very lightweight gold, gold plastic, gilded if you will, gilded with, with plastic, <laughs> plastic gilded gold metal forks. Um, so, um, so John Davidson and I uh, go on uh, this local Fox mm-hmm. Five TV show to be interviewed. Now, this woman who's in her twenties probably went to broadcasting and journalism UNLV, school, yeah. and um, is. Um, having a uh, career and has done her homework, you know, read read the Wikipedia page for uh, John Davidson, knows who Penn Jillette is of Penn and Teller, even though it's nothing's talking about her generation. And um, she's sitting there looking all proper and professional and hair done perfectly and dressed appropriately. And she sits on two, uh, two stools. She has two men sit and they get mic'd up. And they start rolling, and she realizes she's talking to two crazy people. <laughs> and her interview, which was going to be with two professional entertainers, mm-hmm. now she looks like she's interviewing Charlie Manson and Ted Bundy, <laughs> who have just have a lot in common and are chatting. It was just, I don't know how it came out when they edited it and put it up, but it was one of the most fun interviews I have ever done. First of all, John and I were just talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we uh, we had a wonderful time. And the whole day with John Davidson was fabulous. And he on stage is great. And he's doing this local access TV show in New Hampshire where mm-hmm. he lives. Lives in New Hampshire. And he has a local access show called Home Stretch where he talks to people who I guess he feels are close to dying. <laughs> so part of the deal for him to do this living room concert was for me to do home stretch. And we did uh a very, very uh nutty interview, of course. Yeah. He said to me, You're now sixty three years old. And I said, Yeah, but you call this home stretch. I'm many years younger than you. I'm thirteen years younger than you. When you're dead, I've got at least another thirteen. <laughs> I would say the day you die becomes my home stretch. <laughs> but he wanted me on the show. So he asked me, What are your regrets in life now that you're this age? Mm-hmm. I said, I don't I don't think I have many. What do you want to do now that you've reached this age you've always wanted to do that you've never done before? Uh I don't, I don't think anything. And uh, how does it feel for your health to be, you know, declining and be, I, I feel better than I have for a very, very long time. So um, now that you've put the stuff behind you, I haven't put anything behind you. <laughs> <laughs> All right so there. That right was, there in front of me. <laughs> that, was the, that was the interview. This poor, uh, sad case, Pendulette. <laughs> on the home stretch. <laughs> I'm on Any the Any day stretch. now. By the end of the interview, was he just putting paddles on your chest? <laughs> Like he just wouldn't accept that you weren't just about to die on the spot. <laughs> Snap out of it, man. He did some elaborate mouth to mouth. 
I uh, I just love John Davidson. And if you look in show business, you know this is tough. Mm-hmm. You can't find anyone to say something bad about him. You know what I mean? That is tough. They'll make fun of him for being, you know, white bread. John and Davidson. Yeah, John yeah. Davidson and all that. Everybody make fun of him for that. But you can't find one person to say, like, what a dick. Right, right, Everybody right. loves being around him. And he will do he will do anything. He's just pleasant. He's sweet. He's kind. It was a it was a very but very surreal. I mean, I don't like having a uh, in my home like a cocktail, but there wasn't alcohol, right? But there are like people walking mm, around with milling about. Was anyone mad that there wasn't alcohol? Any raging people? Uh, no. Well, we we had we had a huge amount of angel dust. <laughs> so I think that I think that balanced it out. In the vents. We had some elephant tranks, so they were um, and, the, and the fentanyl. Yeah, which yeah. by the, the way patches, yeah. was not plastic fentanyl. No, no, no. no it was real gilded, real, real gilded fentanyl. <laughs> um, and I talked to Clint Holmes, and also of course John Katz was there. Yeah, uh, John Katz yeah. is everywhere. Yes, and he was uh, job. He was talking. An event about, was happening. He was, he was talking about other magicians in town and making me laugh. Oh, okay, good. We won't say who they were, what he said, but he was making me laugh. And um but the Spinoza bit. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a good time. Reminiscing. And uh uh John Davidson was good. We raised, you know, some thousands of dollars. When I say we raised, I mean Glenn raised. Um, but uh it's uh, it's good, you know, it'll 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 help out. It's John, really fun. There were a lot of sound problems that shook up. John Davidson, but did not shake up anybody else. You know, that kind of stuff that happens on stage that you're totally fatutzed. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the yeah. audience is just, they, they don't know, care. They yeah. know it's a live show. They know it's real. They know yeah. the sound isn't working right and it's going to be soon. And no one's like, how dare he and his road team come in here? <laughs> I paid $100 to sit in Pendulous living room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the sound sucks. What a shock. <laughs> it sound was actually very good once it got going. Huh? Yeah. But, you know, the, the just the kick drum and a little ch- on that is all you need. You know, um, John Hartford got sick of paying drummers. So when he would go out with his bluegrass show, he did not do tapping. He did not do tap dancing, but he had um, shoes with like little plates on them, like taps. Mm. And then he had this resonant board and he could do all the uh, percussion while playing his banjo. I'm really surprised more people don't do that. A lot of fingerstyle guitarists favor that on the body of the guitar, hammering with a thumb yeah. on the body. Yeah. But do you know many like uh, guitar players that just put some sort of foot apparatus to get a kick drum or something? Uh, just street guys. No, I've never seen that in concert. It seems like there was a guy when we when we did the um, the uh, birthday party for Prince Charles. There was a very very popular English uh, singer personality who was very. I mean, like closed the show. He was a superstar. They went crazy over him. And I hadn't heard of him. You know, what I call, even though it was England, beloved Canadian. Yeah. Whenever we go up and play uh, casinos up in Canada, there's pictures on the wall. Everybody else had played there. You mm-hmm. know, and they'll be like ZZ Top, Bob Dylan, The Turtles, Jay Leno, Jerry Seinfeld. Bob Jenkins. Yeah, Peter Peter Ravine. <laughs> yeah. And you go, who's this? And they go, beloved Canadian. So this guy was a beloved Canadian playing in England. And he did this uh, playing guitar with a kick drum thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really nice sound. Although I don't know why you can adjust your kick pedals to be anything, right? Because it's, it's, it's synth. Yeah, you're just triggering a drum yeah. ring. So you uh, could. Glenn says that's Bill Bailey. Bill Bailey. Bill Bailey. Everybody's helping out. Yeah, wish he'd come home. But yeah, <laughs> which is who? Whose real name is Bill Bailey? Uh, Joan Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> Axel Rose. Axel Rose's name is Bill Bailey. Yeah, won't you? It's come... hard to argue you'd have a better career than he has had, but that's a nice name. Well, this is <laughs> the two one, two names that bother me: Axel Rose, Bill Bailey. I think that's a wash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're quite equal. Yeah. But Vanilla Ice, Rob Van Winkle. Yeah. Rob Van Winkle's a better name than Vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah. Or he could even call himself Rap Van Winkle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be really good. Yeah, I yeah. mean, is the Van Winkle uh, uh, fable, is that falling out of? Fableness? I mean, do, <laughs> when you're growing up, do you know Rip Van Winkle, Jarrah? Okay. Oh. That's why. There you go. There's the answer. That's it. Um, but, um, but I'm his age, and I know that. 
You know what? Yeah. Rip Van Winkle. Well, isn't that just the uh, what, what Kimmy? Um, what's that show? Unbreakable. Un- Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Isn't that just Rip Van Winkle? Uh, except it replaced sleep with like stuck in a dungeon in a cult. So to replace, uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's that idea. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Or Casper Hauser. Yeah. Casper Hauser, Rick Van Winkle, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. The la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so uh, Vanilla Ice should be Rob Kimmy. Rob Kimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have valet Parkers at your fancy? Well, yes. Although I didn't see them. Because I went and, and um, I already. parked. I parked in the garage. Yeah, but we had all. You know, it was like a like a, like a step and repeat for no reason. A step and repeat. I don't know. I don't know. It was yeah. just like was it was it by the slammer? Yeah, no, it was outside. There was oh, a okay. red curtain or something and pictures. You have a little area that's nice for a step and repeat. Yeah, I guess that's that's why it was a whole. It was a whole. Uh, it was a whole. Do you thing. also make them take slammer photos? I don't know. I don't know if we did. I I kind of hid. <laughs> I said that the uh, the rule on the shindig was that I would do um, – I limited what I would do. Mm-hmm. I said there's a limit to what I will do in this sh- – and the whole thing, nothing. <laughs> That's what I gave them. I will do nothing. <laughs> not, not I thing. did not introduce John Davidson. Wow. I did not do anything. Who introduced John Davidson? Uh, Glenn Ally. Okay. But John Davidson did ask me questions during the show that I had to answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's okay. That wasn't part of the – who does your hedges? <laughs> just personal questions about your house. But, uh, Why is Glenn introducing me? <laughs> boy. Boy, John, boy, John Davidson was good. Just, just great. And you know, there's a wonderful thing that happens when people, um, uh, and some people do this when they, I mean, they get old at 19, like Bob Dylan, and stop giving a fuck. And they're great. Some people take to their older. You know, Robert Goulet, who's, who's someone even older than John Davidson, now dead. Um, Robert Goulet, who had a, a yeah. very, you know. Crooner. crooner. Not a crooner. Successful Lounge career. Singer. Nope. Not a, not a, not, both of those are wrong. Joan Rivers. <laughs> um, he was a Broadway guy. He okay. was a lot. I yes. know it sounds a bit bizarre. And a painter. Was he a painter? Yes. But, but you know, Broadway guy. Mexican and drug cartel leader? Incredibly, <laughs> incredibly square. You know, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went and saw Robert Goulet toward the end of his life. And uh, he no longer gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. He would say and do anything on stage. Now, when somebody's career is as a crazy person, you know, like Howie Mandel, when he gets older, who cares? Right. Right. Or Howard Stern, who cares? Anybody yeah. named Howard, who cares? But um, <laughs> Howard Schultz still caring for now <laughs> until, his, until he came in for president. Then who cares? But but then there are people that have. I mean, who has who has the squarest career right now? Who's like forty years old that everybody thinks is just silly and square? Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Maybe uh, who's the guy on like America's Got Talent or something? That guy. Oh, were you talking about Ryan Seacrest? Yeah, like that's one of those a, guys. Yeah, uh, that's the yeah. other one, the yeah. other Greek talent show. You know, just nothing. American Idol. Yeah, yeah. American, just not, not, yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing guy. Well, if he gets old and just goes crazy, yeah. it'll be really interesting. So Robert Goulet, do you know the Robert Goulet joke? Don't. Okay. There's a Robert Goulet joke that just goes like this. It, I'll just tell it really quickly. It doesn't really matter. A guy's really excited. This is a joke you would tell 20 years ago. Okay? I just want to tell you. The shorthand of this. Okay. So the the standard is, and you could plug in different people. A guy goes to his friend, New York actor, and says, "I'm doing this. Uh, I'm doing this uh, Broadway show. I'm really excited. It's being directed by Spielberg." <laughs> and you say, "Steven Spielberg?" He goes, "No, Pete Spielberg, but he's really, really good." And then, <laughs> and then you go, um, and "Who's doing the music?" You go, "Sondheim." And he goes, "Steven Sondheim?" He goes, "No, Henry Sondheim. Very talented." <laughs> and then he goes, uh, "And who's who's on stage with you for the for the actor?" And he goes, uh, "Streep." And you go, Meryl Streep? And he goes, no, it's Cynthia Streep, but she's really good. And younger sister, very talented. <laughs> and then it goes, you know, who's written the script? Yeah, and he yeah. goes, you know, Simon. Yeah, yeah. Neil Simon, no, it's, you know. And then the end of it is, and uh, who else is in the cast? And you go, Goulet. And he goes, you go, Robert Goulet? And he goes, yeah, Robert Goulet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
<laughs> now, you could do a modern version of that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As someone who, you know, Robert yeah, 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 yeah. Now, of all the people in the world who could tell that joke, who's the one person who couldn't tell that joke? <laughs> John yeah. Davidson. Robert Goulet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You sure Joan me? Rivers now, either. She's not the Joan Rivers. <laughs> but Robert Goulet is on stage, yeah. right? And he's, you know, climb every mountain, <laughs> Sam, you know, to dream. There you go. Impossible okay. dream. You know, that he wasn't Julie Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> to fight the unbeatable foe, to run. And the audience is, oh, yeah, you know. You gotta stand up, stand up. <laughs> Talk about Spinoza. And um, he, he, he finishes the song and goes, so there's a guy who's working in New York. <laughs> and I'm going, he, he can't be telling this joke. He, can't be t- he cannot be telling this joke. It's impossible. It's impossible for Robert Goulet to tell this joke. And the guy goes, um, so, uh, and I'll stage and he's goes, Goulet. And he goes, Robert Goulet. And he goes, yeah, Robert Goulet. And the audience goes, <laughs> kind of confused. <laughs> and then he if goes. We laugh really loud, maybe he'll hit us. <laughs> and then he says, what's the best thing about dating a homeless woman? You can drop her off anywhere. <laughs> to dream the impossible. <laughs> and there is, a, there is a line you can cross where you just don't care. It's, and, and I think Copperfield has come very close to it. Yeah, I was going to say. Because you... Copperfield's doing his robot bit that's always farting root beer. And you go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I like better than that. Yeah. I was just saying, an, an audience can process that, like, live. You know, like, the joke would say, if it made the press, you might still get some flack for it. But live, if you're with someone who clearly doesn't give a fuck and just shamelessly does things, an audience can understand that and be okay with and it. And by the way. If the press doesn't get it, that person doesn't fucking care. Right. That's the thing that's so amazing. Right. So amazing. And what are we going to? And I mean, we as a culture, what are we going to turn Louis C.K. into? I know. Someone who kind of didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And then people beat him, beat him up. Yeah. And uh, he apologized. Yeah. And he was really contrite. Mm -hmm. And they kept beating him up. Yeah. What's he going to come off the other side as? Yeah, I mean, you know, there are... He certainly is getting flack right now for making jokes that he absolutely would have made two years ago and people would have loved. And Mm -hmm. it's the same jokes for sure. But when people give him flack for that, what's he going to do? It seems like he's going this route. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But we could have a deeply, deeply crazy person. Uh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's an interesting thing. So, um, by the way, your wife says you definitely paid for things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, just, just letting you know that you paid for a lot of stuff at that, at that thing. Probably the forks. Probably. Probably the forks. Probably the forks. Probably the forks. Um, I got a lot to talk about, but I, I got other. We don't, have, we don't have anything to read in the end. Not, not this week. Good. Good. Wednesday. Good. We'll go on there. Now, Let's just um, plug something anyway. Let's just give someone some sunshine. Who's the most important? Important. Uh, uh, you were down at Blue Origin Rockets. I was at the Blue Origin, another Blue Origin launch. What was that like? It was a, again fantastic. What I, is a, Blue a part Origin of the launch? Blue Origin is Jeff Bezos's rocket project, like okay. SpaceX, like any of those others. I believe he, he was to... blasting off his ex-wife. Is that right? Yeah. So there'll be a Tesla and his ex-wife circling the sun. Yeah. I'm... Well, thank you for making sure this was the last time I worked on Blue Origin launch. I appreciate you stepping in because it was cold out there, and I don't think I should do it again. <laughs> it was cold and a lot of work. Can I double down or should I leave it alone? Oh, I don't care. All right. He was, his, he was taking his lack of a prenup and launching it into outer space. <laughs> uh, so, yes, I was part of the drone team to, to videotape the launch and landing of the Oh, I thought you meant you were going to just capsule. just fuck the queen then fly up to space and die. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the job I applied for, but I didn't get that one. I got the one where I flew drones. Now, were you the pilot? I was one of the pilots. There How many were, pilots? There are three of us on the drone team. Mm-hmm. And so uh Is there a support team too besides the people that fly? N- for the drones? No. Yeah. No, that's just... I mean, for the rocket, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of other people involved, nope. and none of them just care Bruce about what Bruce I'm doing. Just Bruce Springsteen and a frog. <laughs> none of them care what I'm doing. 80,000 people. 
So, no, no. We fly drones out there. We videotape the launch as it goes on. I like he's on the modern cutting edge yes. of uh, of drone technology, and he uses the word videotape. So it's a, <laughs> it's a, video it's a VCR. Yeah, it's got a big VCR cassette with, in it. With big cassette with we'll VCR. Record it. With help. We record it. We record it and Betamax transmit it. And they can use some of the shots live and then some of the shots later. And, in fact, Jeff Bezos, uh, on his Instagram, put one of our shots. Oh, good. Oh, that's so, so cool. Which is really great, of the landing. And did, who, who was there to uh, when it actually took off? Who was the drone operator? Uh, one of the other guys. Okay. What? Where, what, what? My job is, uh, as the new guy is not to film the, the launch. Mine is to fly the drones back. Because of the amount of time involved, uh, we're, we're flying at pretty good distances to try to videotape this. Mm -hmm. And uh, drones are not, it takes them a long time to make that trip. And they have a limited amount of battery time. So it flies out. It takes, you know, whatever, four, four and a half minutes to get out there. The rocket launches. They hand me that remote. I fly that drone back. I land it. I put new batteries in it. I take off and start flying towards the next site. Uh, when I get close to the next site, they will have finished the next round. And I'll hand them that one and fly the next one back. Okay. So, you're so just... I'm, I'm flying them back, putting in new batteries, flying to the new site. So you were taking no video at all? I was not shooting video, no. You were just flying. I was the guy flying the drones, yeah. Yeah. And real, real, was the, how big a rocket is it? 50 feet, I think, 50, 60 feet. So not, big. not huge, not one of the gigantic 300 foot monsters, not a Saturn V. No. But uh, they're, they're testing, uh, launching a crew capsule into space for space. Oh, it would be, be, it's the size of a crew capsule. It is, there's a crew capsule that goes up. There's no crew in it yet. We're mm -hmm. still testing it. This was the, uh, the 10th flight for this systems. And what up and the came fourth, down? Yeah. And it does the, uh, the landing on a, 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 the launch pad, on the landing pad. So it comes down, the rocket falls back down and then fires the engines and lands just like the old like like the like movies like buck rogers it really, really is beautiful <laughs> yeah and then lands uh -huh. and then about a couple of minutes later there's a sonic boom as the capsule re-enters the atmosphere and uh, then a couple of drone shoots come out and it lands in the desert somewhere near us wow it's really exciting and you know so it's the... one of those stand in the field and cry because it's so beautiful when it goes up and, uh, you know, when we're in a spot where there's, like, I think, a 1 in 11,000 chance it's going to hit us. And so there's also the, wow, it's beautiful, isn't that great, and the relief that it's not actually coming towards me. I don't have to jump in the bunker. That's a lot of emotion. It's a lot of emotion. <laughs> there's there, a lot of emotion. Is there drone footage of you weeping? Yes. <laughs> and it's also, it's uh, you know, it, this time of year, it's freezing cold out there in oh, yeah, Texas. Yeah. And Are so, you gonna and work? we're out there very early in the morning. We leave our hotel at 3 a.m. <sighs> and then oh it, the launch is about 9, so we're outside in... 25 degree weather for did you did you go get donuts no okay now when you are you staying do you stay vegan and healthy when you're getting up at 3 a.m no because you used to have like steak and eggs when you got up at 3 a.m yeah you no do, no i do. don't I, I don't eat healthy at that time just because that's not what they hand me what did you eat uh breakfast burritos things oh, like that things, yeah. you know not stuff i would be proud to have for breakfast <laughs> but now that i'm home like you i'm getting some sleep and i feel better okay oh, boy it's good to be home when you've been up at three in the morning in the dark it's now is that a uh, is that a good gig you like that gig? i do like that gig now you're gonna there are more stuff are you part of a team that does other stuff will you be doing like when the statue of liberty is blown up will you be the one to be running the drone I, the I company I that i work up. with uh, <laughs> gets hired for other stuff and some of the time i work with them so i you know it, it just depends on how are you getting better you're practicing yes Yes, I'm getting a lot better. Also, I don't usually fly their drone. Theirs is a big, expensive drone, and mine is a tiny, cheap drone, <laughs> inexpensive drone. So, uh, what does their drone cost? Theirs? Mm -hmm. $18,000? $15,000? $18,000. <laughs> well, you know, mine was $1,200. So. $18,000 drone. Yeah. It has the whole, whole Betamax yeah. built into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got the Betamax and that big old lens. Makes toasts. <laughs> you get a, yeah. <laughs> A bag that Lilith carries over his shoulder while it flies. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what else was going on with you? Oh, I went to my before before I did this. I, this has been a long, cold two weeks. I went to my dad's house. Uh, his roof is leaking. Uh -huh. Oh, in Sebastopol. And so we climbed up on his roof in the rain to try to fix the holes in his. Roof. That's like those monkeys. Yeah, it's a, a lot like those monkeys. You know, the roof. They try to the roof. It's raining, so they want to fix their roof, and then the sun comes out, and they don't fix it. Right. Yeah. Wasn't that like... That's my dad, yeah. 
That's the story of Las Vegas. Very accurate. <laughs> That's very accurate. Uh, at some point in the last couple of years, the wind blew over a TV antenna that he had still had on his house with this, you know, the really mm-hmm. tall one with all the sticks on it, and the bat of those sticks had poked through his roof. But he didn't. He, when it's sunny, he had been up there. It. He'd been up there and put plastic over it to try to fix it, and it hadn't worked. And so we got up there with a bucket of goo and jammed goo into all the holes that the antenna had poked, and it stopped leaking. So. Good. He did it in the rain, so you'd know where the lease were? No, we did it in the rain because it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> I only was there for a couple of days, and it happened to rain during those days, which uh, part of the delight was that I brought a cold and gave it to my dad. So okay. my poor dad is sick. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, at least his roof doesn't leak. Yeah. <laughs> He's sick and can't go out and fix his roof, which is good because the roof doesn't need fixing now. There you go. And you got a, a, try to you be got a new superpower? I have a new superpower, yes. I've just discovered it a few days ago while I was in Texas, <laughs> eating eating breakfast burritos. Um, it turns out... You know, you can get good vegan donuts uh, right here yeah. in Vegas. Yes. That, that would be a good thing to have at 4 a.m. That's a long... It's a 14-hour drive back to Vegas from where I was in Texas. So that's 28 hours? Yeah. Okay. It makes it real little tough. Hope you're willing to get up at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I uh, typed into my Tesla just for fun. I realized the navigation system, I could just type in. I typed in Rockefeller Center, New York City. And it laid out where all the superchargers were. Wow. So you would make it. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, go on. What's your superpower? <laughs> my new superpower is uh, that I can recognize the specific crunch of a broken tooth when you're chewing a mouthful of food. <laughs> I can be chewing along, and it's peanuts, and it's real crunchy, and there's, you know, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden I go, no, no, that's a tooth. That's a piece of a tooth because <laughs> I broke another tooth. Well, you have bad caps in your I have teeth. Bad ta- I have bad teeth, yeah. Not, I have two new ones now, which are fantastic. The uh, the my dentist now has a device. Is this a different dentist than the one that did it? No, it's the same dentist. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> We're very close, which is good news because he has to fix my teeth a lot. <laughs> I'm very lucky to have a friend for a dentist because every now and then I call him. Cute nicknames. He I... calls me Guinea Pig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I call him Frankenstein. We're loosely defined. <laughs> And we're loosely defining the word dentist here, right? <laughs> yeah. He's a guy who enjoys tools. Yeah, who doesn't like a little dentistry? He is a... Dustin he, Hoffman. He doesn't like to be called a prison dentist, but he's a prison dentist. <laughs> well, he is kind enough to save. He's got a machine. It's called a, a Dremel. A dr- yes. <laughs> it is the fancy Dremel, though. This is Dremel 2. <laughs> It'll take a laser measurement of the inside of your mouth and then make teeth on the spot, like a cap. So wow. he'll they'll do a laser laser are. model of your tooth. Oh, the new teeth that I got are so good. <laughs> I have great couple of really good new teeth. They're, they taste delicious <laughs> with the peanut butter. They bar. are so smooth. I uh, mm, smooth. I uh, we had a we have a friend that's a dentist. Yeah? in New York, mm-hmm. and um, I went to him one afternoon when I had uh, no dentistry problems. But I wanted to see what it was like. And my friend Mark Garland was there. And I said, I had a little bit of a cavity that had to be worked on. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, uh, I've always wanted to see what it would be like to feel a little bit of drilling with no Novocaine. And then my friend Mark Garland said, I always want to know what it was like to feel to run the drill. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, we can do both these things at once. <laughs> so I was in the dentist chair with someone who'd never run a drill before. And he told, told them what to do and careful and had the foot pedal and stuff. And he drilled just a little on my teeth with no Novocaine. Yeah. person never drilled teeth before. Oh. Uh, it was it was hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're not comfortable with this. Uh, if this hurts, let me know. <laughs> oh, I hate awful. teeth stuff so much. Oh, yeah, well, man. It, was, it, was, it was intense. And it was also uh, the dentist was surprised. At what I said, at what he said, and was very surprised when he said, well, let's give it a try. (laughs) Then we both were not bluffing. <laughs> but you know, in the time you've known me, how often have you known me to bluff? That's that's a, that's definitely <laughs> a lesson I have learned. Like you know, you. when I went on the vomit comet, I said I'm going to strip naked, and the astronauts didn't believe me. Right. <laughs> I just a simple statement of fact. That's what I'm going to do. Um, so I ended up eating termites once. <laughs> Same did thing. You? Call the bluff. Yeah. yeah. But was it was it a bluff? No, 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 no. 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 They said, you know, science says one day we'll eat bugs for protein. Would you eat bugs? Yes. <laughs> 
Well, then we should try a termite. Okay. Well, you remember the, the big thing on Fear Factor. Yes. The, the, I love Teller was, that story. That's one of the greatest moments yeah. in TV history. Yeah, it really is a great moment. Yeah. And uh, I'll just tell it again. We were on with... Um, uh, uh, Gina Gershon? Is that it? No, 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 no. 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 Uh, but it was Gina. Now you've run it out of our heads. Sorry. She was from Baywatch. And um, and uh, uh, they had uh, Joe Rogan, who was the host of Fear Factor at the time. Uh, we were winning. Gina Lee Nolan? Yeah, Gina Lee there Nolan. Gina Lee Nolan was there. And Gina Lee Nolan was losing to us. Gina Lee Nolan was losing to us. Iambic pentameter. Gina, uh, Gina Lee Nolan was Gina Lee Nolan. Da, da, now, square your partner. No, that's uh, that's, uh, that's 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 triple rhythm. Gina Lee Nolan was losing to us. It was the night before Christmas, and uh, <laughs> Gina Lee Nolan was losing to us. And um, um, so we're standing there. We're uh, yeah, when I say this we, show is a mess. <laughs> Every now and then, this show is a mess. <laughs> this show is a mess today. An absolute mess. Today. And. Uh, and uh, Joe Rogan gave her the opportunity to move ahead if she would eat some disgusting bugs. So Teller did not have to eat the bugs. Gina Lee Nolan did yes. if she wanted to move ahead. And while she was, you know, big close-ups and big crying and chord music and everything around. else, yeah. uh, Teller reached over and ate the bugs. That <laughs> accomplished nothing for him, did not move him ahead, did not do anything, but boy. Was it a uh, mind yeah. fucker? And he snacked on that bug and enjoyed the I bug know, and savored the bug. And Gina was crying. <laughs> I consider myself to be crazy and tough, but I cannot, cannot see Teller from where I am. Yeah, yeah. It was really, when we did Saturday Night Live, we had this contraption water tank that uh, we were going to put Teller in to drown him, right? Yeah. And it was really, really claustrophobic. And the we were out there, and the 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 guys in the Brooklyn shop were kind of being a little bit like uh, we got these stupid theater magicians there. And Teller was kind of walking around and um 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 kind of ignoring them and stuff. And then uh, it was time to check something in the bottom of it with the water in it, and none of the safety stuff was in or anything. <laughs> Teller just uh, gets up, takes off his shirt while he's still talking, paying no attention, no big deal, goes in. And four of the guys just go, we couldn't go in there when it was empty. We were just too scared and freaked out. And he just, I see he's just doing his job, man. And uh, <laughs> that's Teller all the way. Remember we we were is, working yeah. on uh, Discovery Channel and we had a, a fish tank, uh, yeah. Phil Piranha. Yeah. yeah. And Teller ate lunch with his fair bare feet dangling yes. in the tank. And got bitten. And then he got it. nibbled by uh, <laughs> one brave piranha, took a chance, and, and, and nibbled it. And Teller was so mad that people cared. Yeah. Teller was so mad that people were like, are you okay? Do we need to get your band-aid? Or what do we do? Should we, should we still do the bit? And Teller was literally like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to finish lunch and we're going to do the pit and stop it. It's like he really was so mad. Yeah. Piranha was eating my feet. Who cares? And, you know, we bite. On, it took a good bite, it too. We've been on and shows. We watched it. We remember we watched it get up. We watched it. Got, it, we watched yeah. it. One piranha got all brave and kept going closer and closer to his foot. <laughs> Any one of us could have stopped it. <laughs> uh, I kind of envy That's that scar. That's part of the story for me. <laughs> We 100% watched that piranha get brave. Yeah, we yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, we not, any one of us would have knocked on that glass. It would have stopped. Yeah, instantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Oh. And don't pretend you didn't know it at the time. <laughs> you try to play this a whole different way. It's not the truth. I wanted the bit killed. <laughs> I wanted that bit out of the show. Uh, so uh, tell her on, like, morning shows you know they'll, oh, have, yeah, they'll yeah. have like oh the locusts are out could you possibly eat those someone's frying them up and they always try to do like a big uh, uh, <laughs> uh, care. like me with the um carolina reaper oh yeah yeah, yeah. i don't have fuck you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know better tell her not to be fucked with no and then um they uh we didn't we didn't win fear factor because um oh and they went crazy 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 because um there was a fear factor challenge there. You had to, um, there were like 20 keys in some sort of all-terrain vehicle and you had to try the key until you got the right one. Mm -hmm. And then you would 
drive fast over this. Now, only one of us was allowed to do this, and it was Teller. And the reason was, I didn't have part of this, was that they did not have a stuntman my height to try everything beforehand for safety. So in their insurance stuff, they have to have the same height and same weight person. So I wasn't allowed to do any of the stuff. So I was just there to trash talk. <laughs> tell them to do everything. And there was this thing that tell it. Oh, it was so beautiful. So there's a ring of like 20 keys. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to fumble through and find the key that fits, right? And uh, they're all they're all doing this, and there's you know cameras in the cock, cockpit, the uh, the driver's seat, and everything showing this. And Teller's got the ring of keys until it goes through, grabs one key, puts it in, starts it up, drives. <laughs> and the uh, people came over and said, um, "What'd you guys do?" And Teller said, "We were supposed to start the car and go, so we did." They go, "But how come you got the right key the first time?" Teller said, "I don't know." <laughs> and they brought over all the lawyers, everything. Oh, wow. And they said, um, we, this was the guy that decided which key and put it on the key ring. And did you talk to him? And the guy's being sweated. We said, <laughs> we just thought that was the way you were supposed to win. So we did it. And they looked at me and said, you handed him the keys. How did you know? I said, we just did it. You asked us to accomplish the task and we did it. <laughs> and they went to our managers and our agents and said, you know, if they're cheating, we're going to be. We said, we just did it. That's it. <laughs> and Teller is so great the way he takes the key, puts it in, turns it. Everybody else is like fumbling and you know, Teller is the worst driver on planet Earth. Yeah. So he needed that extra 30 seconds. That's the second series called True Fear Factor. Yeah. Drive the store with Teller. <laughs> no one would do it. Gina Lee Nolan. Ah! <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, you want, do you want to say something about astronauts? Oh. Why don't you tie that in with the Blue Origin? Because uh, I, 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 I'm a terrible person. Yeah. Um, terrible. Like Joan Rivers. Exactly. So uh, uh, it was my brother-in-law, who was a very, very nice guy. Was in a conversation. Oh, when you start with that. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a factor because he was talking to someone who was saying something that you, we'd all be like, what? You know. He was talking to a friend who, uh, but he's a very nice guy. And so his response to this, I thought was wonderful. But uh, uh, the guy was talking about how, like, we didn't evolve from apes. We came from aliens. Aliens dropped us on this planet. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just love my brother-in-law's response, which is like, um, but our DNA is, like, so close to that. So, like, did they choose the apes DNA to like make us or did they evolve from apes on like another planet and then come here? (laughs) His kind way of like embracing this guy's idea, but immediately bring up scientific evidence just really tickled me. I really just was like, what a nice way to be like, what? (laughs) But I was like, the aliens would be like, we have the superior technology to put another race on a planet. Let's also use a lot of that DNA from the thing that's already here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's the that's the thing that um, you know. That's the whole creationist thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, God put those rocks. They could be carbon dated. That old there. O- okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is the. I mean, I believe it's the God is a dick theory of yes. creationism. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, that's. A, I mean, as soon as God answers a prayer, if you expand that scope, yeah. he's instantly a monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He saved that one child with cancer. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, every that's other why kid the Yankees, with cancer. Yeah. The Yankees won baseball, but yeah. that kid died of cancer. Slow and painfully. Yeah. Yeah. Slow and painfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're dancing around a Bill Hicks bit here. We are. The prankster god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know that bit, so <laughs> fuck you, comedy snobs. And Bill Hicks, dead from cancer. Yeah. I rest my case. <laughs> that was part of God's plan. Part of God's plan. Not only God's plan, but that was Penn Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. You become naked. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. At Donnelly. Yes, sir. Do you know who did the most creation science? You know who that was? Joan Rivers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we got so much more to cover. We'll do that on Wednesday. Yeah, good. We didn't get to anything. We got to John Davidson. Yeah, okay. Yeah. First one on the list. You know I love you. Hey, everybody. Jason Ellis here from the Jason Ellis Show podcast, reminding you that my podcast, new episodes every Wednesday, downloadable, where all podcasts are available. Come see my friends, Michael and Kevin, as we talk to you about what's awesome, what sucks, fitness, fighting, parenting, life, spin kicks, LGBTQ community, how to defend yourself against the shock if it attacks you out of nowhere, and much, much more. So come join us. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.